Hello, people of Earth, and welcome back to Good Humans, a podcast about exploring better ways to be human. Uh, my name's Josh, and uh, we're back at it. This is another week. Um, I'm excited to be back at it. Um, if you are an avid listener of the podcast, you know that uh, I have been gone for a little bit. Uh, Cecilia, my wife, and I took a trip to uh, Europe. We spent a couple of weeks uh, visiting Paris, Sorrento, Florence, and Rome, uh, and it was lovely. Um, and yeah, and I'm back. So uh, hopefully, um, I was going to say hopefully you didn't miss me, but hopefully you did. Uh, and hopefully you're ready uh, to listen to another episode because uh, we're putting out another episode. So uh, hopefully you're ready for it. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm sure at some point um, I'll be talking a little bit more about uh, the trip to Europe uh, and some of the stuff we saw there. Um, still kind of ruminating on some of it. It was a lovely trip. We saw a lot of really, really awesome um, things. Uh, I think one of my favorite things about taking trips like that is always seeing all of the the history and the culture um, and being kind of amazed that uh, kids in uh, places like Italy um, and Greece where we went on our honeymoon uh, their field trips are to museums um, that hold pieces of their culture that date back to prehistory um, thousands and thousands and thousands of years uh, and in America we have field trips to DC um, where we see documents that are a couple hundred years old at the most um, so it's just it's mind-boggling to imagine having that long uh, a history and a culture um, as part of your uh, your being um, and I think that's really cool and all the the historical sites uh, and all that stuff is really really cool too so um, I'm sure I'll be talking more and more about that uh, as time goes on hashtag humble brag um, but for the moment uh, we're just we're back at it man um, and I'm happy to be back I got my uh, not just whiskey this time around um, I went ahead and made myself an old fashioned because um, I haven't done that in a while uh, so back at the desk surrounded by all the nerdy stuff uh, drinking an old-fashioned and um, and recording, so that's what we're doing. Um, so uh, this week I want to talk about something that's been on my mind for a while, um, and to be honest, it's something I've been struggling with. Uh, and also, to be honest, it's it's part of the reason that it's it's taken a little bit for me to get back uh, to recording because uh, it's something that I've been sort of like working through and processing. Um, and, uh, so this episode is sort of the result of me thinking through some of that. So, uh, hopefully it's helpful. Um, and if not, it's cathartic for me to just kind of get it out there. Um, so, uh, we're going to get back into that in just a second. Um, before I do, uh, I want to thank, um, all of you for listening. Uh, this is the other, the other, the other thing that I was thinking about, um, on, on sort of the break that I had here recently was uh, a couple of people have, have asked me about the podcast. A few people have reached out and said that they have been listening, um, enjoying some of the episodes. Uh, and, you know, some of the ones that were, where I've had guests on, um, you know, Stuart uh, and a few other people and um, even some of the older episodes. Um, and I, as always, I'm really, really happy to hear that, that people are listening. Um, 
and also enjoying the podcast. It's important that people enjoy it uh, as well as listen, but um, it's, it's also really, really humbling um, to look at, you know, some of the download uh, numbers and um, just to kind of like every now and then I check in and, and kind of take the pulse of, of how things are going. And um, I, man, I'm not even five minutes in and I'm about to mention Rob Bell. Um, I just listened to an episode of Rob Bell's podcast and he talks about, uh, I think he called it, um, uh, a guide to the undernet, uh, is what he called it. And it's, he, he basically talked about the, all the negative sort of aspects, uh, of the internet and, and the negative ways that it influences our culture. Um, and one of the things he talked about is that, uh, numbers end up being, this huge metric by which we judge just about everything, um, as creators and how dangerous that is and how, uh, you know, if something gets less listens, it's not less important or less truthful. Um, you know, it just means that maybe the marketing wasn't quite as good or honestly, maybe the truth wasn't as, as grabby or as, you know, sexy as, as, um, you know, some of the other things that have been posted. So, um, so I, I try not to, to judge, uh, success, uh, by numbers, but it is, it is nice to check in every now and then just kind of see, um, how many people are listening and sort of how that's going on that front. Um, and every time I do, it's always humbling, um, whether it's somebody telling me that they've been listening or me just kind of checking in and, and seeing how many people are downloading each month. Uh, it's really humbling to know that, um, you know, I've said it before, but I, I sit down and just talk into a microphone for 30, 45 minutes um, and just kind of send it out uh, into the Internet and, you know, see what happens. Uh, and people are actually listening um, to it. So uh, it's humbling. and I'm, I'm really, really grateful uh, that you guys would take the time and listen. So thank you. Um, Okay, so enough about that. Let's jump into this week's episode. Uh, and I decided to call this week's episode Repetition is the Key to Unoriginality. Um, and uh, that title might seem a little all over the place. Um, hopefully that'll make sense as we get into it. Um, so here we go. Repetition is the Key to Unoriginality. Uh, and to start off this episode... Um, kind of ironically, I want to share a couple quotes, uh, that I found, um, that are sort of part of all this stuff that I've been, uh, kind of tossing around and, and ruminating on. So the first quote, uh, is by a man named Ambrose Bierce. Um, he was a civil war veteran. Uh, he was a writer, uh, among other things. And he said, uh, he, he sort of defined what a quotation is. So he said, quotation noun, the art of repeating erroneously the words of another. Um, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and it sort of ties into what we're going to talk about. Not exactly, uh, but I did want to include it because it was, I thought it was super funny um, and apropos. Um, and then uh, the second quote here that I wrote down uh, is by a woman named Marlene Dietrich. Uh, she was an actress um, in the early 1900s. I, I think her career spanned all the way up to like 1980 though. She was just prolific. Um, an actress and singer. Um, but she said... I love quotations because it is, it is a joy to find thoughts one might have beautifully expressed with much authority by someone recognized wiser than oneself. Uh, so I'll say that one again, cause I know it's a little longer. She said, I love quotations because it is a joy to find thoughts one might have beautifully expressed with much authority by someone recognized 
wiser than oneself. Um, and that is sort of the crux of, of what I want to talk about today. Um, the idea that you, uh, you know, at some point, whether it's, it's, uh, as you're sort of reading something, trying to expand your mind, trying to learn, um, or, you know, whether it's, it's just you taking time to be quiet and ponder something, you have a thought and you think, oh, that's like, wow, I, I, I stumbled on something. I, I, I unearthed something, um, some piece of truth that you sort of come across, um, or a way of looking at something that you kind of come across. Um, and you, you didn't hear it anywhere else. Uh, you're just sort of, you know, being guided by maybe some of the things you're, again, you're listening to or reading, um, or maybe just taking some quiet time and you kind of arrive at something and you're like, wow, that's important. Um, and then, I'm sure this has happened to you guys. It happens to me often. Uh, and then, so for me, a few days later, I'll have a moment like that. And then a few days later, I will hear basically the same thing on a podcast or I'll read it in a book um, or I'll see it in like a video that I'm watching or something like that. And I'll think, oh my God, I literally just thought that. Um, <clears throat> and when that happens to me, depending on who it is, that's also saying it. When that happens to me, I'm, I'm, a couple of different things in that moment. I'm usually both, uh, sort of like proud of myself because I came to the same conclusion that, uh, somebody that I respect came to. Um, but, but I'm also like, man, like really some, like I just had that thought and like somebody else is saying the same thing. Um, you know, independently, it's not like they stole it from me. Um, but I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not, as original or as, as smart as I thought it was. Um, so that like, that's kind of what I want to dig into a little bit. And that's, that's sort of what I've been struggling with, um, lately. Uh, so there's a few different things that I want to look at in regards to this. And the, the first one is, um, it relates to the, the, the entire idea of like bringing quotes to an episode of a podcast or sharing quotes on Facebook or, or just in a conversation saying, Oh yeah, like I heard this quote one time. Um, and, uh, ironically also, I just listened to, uh, another episode of, uh, Rob Bell's podcast where he had Josh Radner on, um, who, if you're unfamiliar, Josh Radner, uh, is currently on a TV show, I think called rise. Um, he was Ted in how I met your mother. Um, and he's done a lot of things, uh, other than that, um, he's doing some writing and I think directing, um, <clears throat> but, uh, Rob and, and Josh are a good friends. So Rob had Josh on and Josh just brought all of his brought, um, a lot of his favorite quotes, uh, to the episode. And they just talked about a lot of Josh's favorite quotes. Um, and that was one of my favorite episodes. Um, but in, in light of everything else, I like, I've just been thinking recently, like, why do we, uh, and I just, I said like, like three or four times in a row. And I hate when I do that. So forgive me. Um, but I, I, I was thinking, why do we love quotes? Uh, just as a species in general, um, you won't go very far, whether you're reading or talking to somebody in a, just a regular conversation day to day, listening to a podcast, whatever the case may be, uh, especially if it's like educational in nature, or I just did it again, man. I said like, especially if it's educational in nature or, uh, you, you know, sort of geared towards expanding your mind, um, you won't, you probably won't go very far without hearing somebody say, you know, as so-and-so once said, or, uh, you know, to quote so-and-so, um, 
but we we just seem to love quotes we we love quotes so much as a species that we will put them on paper and then hang them in a frame on our walls to look at over and over and over again we'll write them down and stick them to our mirrors um we'll have them on our phones or our laptops um you know as little reminders of things that we like to you know, to be reminded of or to remember every day. Uh, but there's, there's something about the idea that somebody said something once and it sounded, it was, it was, there was so much truth. We feel, we feel that there's so much truth in that, that it's important and it needs to be preserved. Um, and there's something to that. And we just, we, as a species, we love quotes a lot. And I would say, probably to, to, to me so i after thinking about this a lot this is sort of where i've come to uh, around this idea i think at least one of the reasons that we love quotes if not one of the biggest reasons that we love quotes is quotes often as that second quote that we read said quotes often sort of crystallize or encapsulate some idea uh, or thought that we have had previously or something that we immediately know like, oh, there's truth right there. Um, it, it crystallizes or encapsulates that in such a way that, that we say, oh, that's well said. And it lines directly up with something I arrived at. Or as soon as I heard it, I knew that, yes, there's, there is truth in that. And then we like to carry that with us as if to say, hey, m- you know, me and so-and-so, you know, in this case, me and Marlene Dietrich agree on this thing. And as Marlene Dietrich says, you know, this person is obviously recognized to be wiser than I am. Uh, this person is prolific. This person is an expert in their field. This person, for whatever reason, is revered already. And look, they came to much the same conclusion I did. Uh, and so it's validating, I think, in some ways. Um, but I, I think the bigger piece of this is that there's some sort of truth that we arrived at and that person arrived at independently. Uh, so that lends itself more towards sort of the, the proof of that truth, uh, being true, but also it's, I I think it's, it's, uh, it's unifying. It's, you know, I, I believe this to be true. Somebody else also believes it to be true and said it, um, in, you know, a really memorable way, or at least better than maybe I put it. Uh, and so I, I want to identify with that quote. I want to share that quote. I want to tell other people, I want to write it, you know, on a piece of paper and frame it. I want to, you know, have it as a background on my phone, whatever the case may be. Um, but I, I think that's one of the big reasons why we love it. It's, it's unifying and it's validating. Um, and you know, it helps us to realize, oh, truth is, you know, there, there is truth out there and, uh, you can take different paths to find it, but you know often if we're doing the work, we'll arrive at, at uh, much the same places, um, you know, and little stops along the way. So, uh, I thought that I thought it was interesting both, um, to, to kind of reflect on how often you see quotes being shared, uh, or discussed or talked about. And, um, you know, how often you hear people sort of say, you know, this quote changed my life. Um, you know, I try to live by these words, whatever the case may be. Um, in, in relation to, to what we're talking about today. Um, I just, I thought it was interesting to kind of reflect on, on how prevalent quotes are, um, you know, in, in our culture and, and have been for years. I mean, if you look at just 
historical documents like our, you know, if you, if you live in America, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, um, the Gettysburg Address, uh, you know, um, and then if you go even further back, uh, you know, historical or religious documents like the Bible, um, <clears throat> just throughout our history, you know, people that we revere as as being great have said things that we also believe to be true. Uh, and so we sort of take that to heart and say, yes, I identify with this. Um, and I just, I thought the first quote was funny, um, because oftentimes quotes get used out of context, um, or just misunderstood. Um, and often the original person, uh, that said it would not love how their words were being interpreted or used. Um, so just something to keep in mind. doesn't super relate to the rest of what we're going to talk about, but I thought it was just a good thing to remember. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is uh, the idea of unoriginality. Uh, oh my gosh. Unoriginality uh, versus originality. Um, and when we hear the, the word unoriginal, we often immediately think negative uh, or, oh, like that's to be brushed aside. I need to stop saying like. Um, but... The, one of the other things that I've kind of realized and come to is that unoriginality is not innately wrong or negative. Uh, often, uh, truth is extremely unoriginal, if not boring. Um, so let's let's think about this maybe in the in the terms of quotes. You know, fav- famous quotes that we've heard throughout history. Uh, again, if you're looking at the Declaration of Independence, um, you know it it states in there that all men are created equal. Um, and therefore are, um, entitled to certain rights. Uh, and among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, and that idea has been shared in different ways and different words all throughout history. Uh, it may not have ever been said exactly that way before the declaration of independence, the preamble was written. Um, or it, it may not have been, uh, expressed with that much eloquency or, uh, in that exact framework when we're talking about establishing, um, a nation's independence, uh, from what they were considering back then to be a totalitarian rule. Um, so maybe that framework had never been placed around that idea before, but that idea is, is as old, uh, as you know, history itself. Um, humanity has strived toward that goal since, you know, civilization's inception. So that's not a new idea, but it's an idea that gets shared often. And that is a quote that gets shared often. Uh, but that, that's not an original idea. So unoriginal, un, for some reason, I can't say that word. Unoriginality does not necessarily mean uh, anything negative or, or that it's untrue. Uh, because often, again, truth is both unoriginal and just at first glance, sort of boring. Um, you know, if I was to say to somebody in just a regular everyday conversation, you know, every human deserves to be treated with respect. The person I was talking to, unless they were a monster, the person I was talking to would probably be like, um, yes, you're right. We all agree. You know, and that's, that's not exactly like, uh, oh, wow. Oh my gosh, you're blowing my mind. And it's not exactly an original thought. It's not exactly, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not coming up with a new way to think about the world in that moment. However, 
none of that makes what I just said less true. Um, the other thing here is that originality is not nearly the most important part of sharing truth. It's the truth that is important. So even if in the preamble to the, de- to the Declaration of Independence, if they had worded it exactly the way it had been worded all along, or if they had just, you know, quoted somebody else in the preamble to to the Declaration of Independence, it would not have made that sentiment any less true. Um, So being original about sharing truth is is not nearly as important as sharing the truth, uh, the action of sharing the truth itself. Um, And so here's here's where I've been struggling. This may be... um, Maybe this is unrelatable, but I, I feel like everybody has probably felt this way at some point. So going back to, uh, you know, sort of arriving at a truth on your own and then hearing somebody else say that same thing. Um, and the fact that we, as a, as a species, we love quotes. Uh, and going back to the fact that truth is often unoriginal. It's just truth. Um sort of what I've been struggling with and and thinking about lately is the idea that uh, I am one voice, um, one podcast, and, you know, we're we're exploring better ways to be human. And hopefully, uh, you know, some of the conversations that we've had on here are are helpful. um, And hopefully I'm I'm sharing truth. And hopefully that's doing good. Uh, But something I've been thinking about a lot recently is there are other people doing the same thing and, and doing it much better. I think, um, you know, people like Rob Bell and, uh, even, even some of the other bigger names in podcasting like Joe Rogan and Pete Holmes. Um, there are people that are, that are building podcasts around the idea, whether it's explicit in their sort of their, their quote unquote brand, uh, or their mission statement or not, there are people that are, are building podcasts and building communities around the ideas of, you know, being better humans, uh, and, you know, finding better ways to be in the world. Um, and just sort of opening up, you know, space and creating conversation around important topics, uh, and issues that all of humanity is dealing with and sort of uniting humanity, um, with a common goal of just, you know, being better and moving forward. And so, the, the thing that I've been thinking a lot about lately is, you know, if, if people like that are doing this, uh, you know, and people like Rob Bell are saying, uh, very eloquently and very well, uh, in their podcasts, things that I'm arriving at myself, then does the world really need my voice saying these things? Um, and does the world really need your voice, you know, saying what you have to say and sharing what you have to share? Uh, or should we just leave it up to the people that are doing it really, really well? Uh, you know, kind of the superstars, uh, in this arena. And, uh, for a while I was kind of feeling like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe if I can't find something original to say, maybe I should leave it up to, you know, people like that. Um, but what I've arrived at recently. Um, and again, this is not an original thought. Um, but I think it is truth. And so that's why I'm sharing it. Uh, I think, I think the world needs it all. Um, so here's, here's what I have written down. Um, we're using actual paper, uh, 
it's easier for me to remember something if I write it down. But um, so here's what I wrote down. Original or unoriginal, neither adds to or subtracts from the importance and necessity of truth. Original or unoriginal, neither adds to or subtracts from the importance and necessity of truth. And again, that is not an original, that's not an original thought. However, it's important and I think it's necessary. So meaning just because it's been said or written before doesn't mean people don't need for you to share it. So here's, here's sort of the crux of what I've been thinking about recently. Just because there are superstars out there, uh, you know, like Rob or Joe or Pete, um, and there are a ton of others. Um, a buddy of mine, Stuart Hardy is, I think doing really, really good work. He's got a podcast called not your mother's podcast. Um, and he's sort of exploring, uh, some ideas around, um, cults. He and I both, uh, came out of, uh, a pretty prominent cult in the U S um, it's called independent fundamental Baptists. Look them up. You're not going to believe what you read. Um, so he's doing a lot of work around that, exploring, uh, ideas around that and, and doing some work in, in, uh, helping people, uh, who may be interested in, in getting out, um, and providing resources and just really providing some really great conversation around those ideas. Um, as well as a bunch of other stuff. Stuart's a great guy. Um, but there are, there are a lot of people exploring a lot of ideas and, and sharing a lot of truth, but you know, just, just to take Stuart's podcast as an example, Stuart and I do not have the same audience. Um, we may have a little overlap, but we don't have exactly the same audience. And so things that Stuart says, uh, probably are not going to be heard by some of my audience. Things that I say probably are not going to be heard by some of Stuart's audience, but it doesn't mean that neither one of us have anything important to say, even though we may be saying a lot of the same stuff. It just means the world needs both of us sharing truth so that out the people that we have an opportunity to share with can hear it. Um, and I think, you know, that's, I'm not, I'm not putting us up on a pedestal. I'm, I'm not really putting, you know, people like Rob Bell or Pete Holmes up on a pedestal either. I'm just saying different people have different, uh, audiences and different platforms. And we all have the responsibility if we know truth and if we're trying to partake in the ongoing creation of the world, and if we're trying to help move things forward, we all have the responsibility to share truth to whomever we have an opportunity to share it with, no matter whether it's been said before or not. That's again, going back to quotations, that's, that's the whole idea. Somebody said something once Abraham Lincoln or George Washington or Maya Angelou, or in this case, again, Marlene Dietrich, um, or Ambrose Bierce. Somebody said something once that was important and stuck. And there was enough truth about it that people identified with it and said, yes, there is truth. That needs to be remembered. And so we write it down and put it on our wall or have it as a background on our phone or whatever the case may be, you know, hang it on our mirror, whatever, whomever we have the opportunity to share truth with, we should be sharing it, whether it's been said before or not. And more often than not, if it's truth, it has been said before and that doesn't make it less true. Um, and it doesn't make it less helpful. So, um, I guess the the bottom line here, what I'm, I think, what I'm trying to get across, and what I'm trying to sort of uh, really, really 
um, absorb in myself is it doesn't matter if you're just one more small voice and it doesn't matter if you're, if you feel like the, the world has heard what I have to say millions of times before. I'm not the first one to say any of this and I won't be the last. And I'm definitely not the best person to say this. And I'm definitely not going to be the most eloquent. Doesn't matter. What matters is you have the opportunity to help someone that none of the rest of us have an opportunity to help. You know hundreds of people that I don't know. I know hundreds of people that you don't know. And Stuart knows hundreds of people that none of us know and and on and on and on and on. So the idea that we would withhold truth or that we would just sort of give up on the idea of helping when we can help just because something has been said or written before or better or whatever the case may be, or to more people, whatever the case may be, is, um, I, you know, not, not to blast any or all of us because I'm talking to myself as, as well as anybody else that might be listening, but it's, I think that's the lazy way to approach this. Um, and I, I think if we're honest with ourselves, I think the true way uh, and the honest way to approach this is to realize that we all have a responsibility to help uh, whomever we have the opportunity to help. We all have a responsibility to share truth with whomever we have the opportunity to share it with. And the fact that it has been written or said before doesn't matter. It doesn't make it any less true and it doesn't make it any less necessary. Uh, it just means that we are identifying with truths that are, are, um, not, I, I don't mean this to sound religious or, or anything like that, but we're identifying with truths that are eternal, uh, truths that are bigger than the rest of us. Um, and we are just trying to help move the thing forward, uh, and help and share where we can. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the idea, uh, around, uh, sort of what I've been thinking about recently. And, um, that's why, that's why uh, the title is repetition is the key to unoriginality uh, because some things, things just, some things, sometimes things just need to be repeated uh, over and over again and they don't become less true with repetition. Um, if anything, they become more true. Uh, it's the reason that history teaches us lessons that we can carry into our future. Um, it's the reason again, that we, that we love quotes and we share quotes Um and it's the reason that we identify with those truths and those lessons and those quotes, um, because there's something bigger to it that is always applicable. I said this in my conversation. Um, it was an episode a, a while back. I don't remember. I think it might've just been called be better humans or something like that. But, uh, an episode of this podcast a little while back, I was actually having a conversation with Stuart. <clears throat> um, and we were talking about the Bible briefly and, uh, Stuart and I both came from a very, um, Bible based cult, um, but sort of the worst kind, um, the kind that, that reads every word of the, the Bible literally, uh, and reveres it as a perfect, you know, holy book, uh, with no mistakes. Um, and there's, there's that's such a dangerous viewpoint to take on that. That's a whole separate podcast, but we have, we were both talking about the, the coming out of that cult, um, and those ideas and sort of being able to move past, 
uh, the hangups that go with regarding the Bible as being a perfect, holy book with no mistakes. And, you know, every word is literally true and kind of being able to step back from all of that and take, you know, a little, a little higher view of it and say, there is eternal truth in this book and it is an important, relevant book with truth that applies today as well as it will apply, you know, a thousand years in the future and as well as it did thousands of years in the past. And, you know, that doesn't mean that, that, you know, you have to, uh, revere every word is literally one, you know, 100% true. It's not even the point, uh, of the Bible in the first place, but, you know, it's, it's the same reason that we can find eternal, always applicable truth in the Bible, just as well as we can in poetry, uh, or fiction, or again, in our history or in a quote, somebody said one time, um, truth is truth and it can come from any source and uh it's often unoriginal it's often been said before um and that makes it no less important or true so uh hopefully that's helpful um kind of thinking through all of that and and even just now sort of talking through all of it has definitely helped me quite a bit um but if through your experience or through reading or through this podcast or any one of hundreds of others uh, or whatever, whatever the source, if, if somehow you stumbled across some truth and you feel in a situation that it would be applicable and helpful. um, And I'm not talking about situations where you're forcing your opinion on somebody. Opinion and truth are two very different things, by the way. But, you know, it's we're not talking about a situation where you're forcing it on somebody else and, you know, they don't really want to hear what you have to say, but you you feel like you've got an opportunity and you're going to take it and, you know, they just have to like it or not. Um, I'm not talking about those situations, but if, if you find yourself in a situation where you really genuinely feel like something would be helpful uh, and, and you have something to say that's applicable... Who cares if it's already been said before? Who cares if maybe they've already heard it before? Maybe they need to hear it again in that moment. How many times do we need to hear quotes or look at quotes before they stop being relevant? They they don't. They don't stop being relevant. If they're relevant, they're relevant. So um, hopefully this is helpful. And, and if you have truth to share, uh, share it. It doesn't matter if it's already been said uh, or written or by whom it's been said or written. Um it's truth and it needs to be shared and it's important. So go for it. Um, and who cares if you're unoriginal and who cares if you're repeating, uh, because the world needs it. The world needs it all. So, um, repetition is the key to unoriginality. There you go. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Um, again, I, man, I can't say this enough, but it it really is humbling that, that anybody would take the time to listen to this. And I am truly very, very, very appreciative. Uh, feels good to be back. We're going to get back on a regular schedule. Um, I've got some ideas for some upcoming episodes. We've still got some guests that are planning to come on. So I'm very excited to have some of those folks on. And I have a couple other, uh, pretty cool ideas. I can't say exactly what they are yet. Um, just need to make sure, uh, that they're going to work out, um, and how exactly we're going to go about it. But I have a couple other, um, really cool ideas about some things that I'd like to do, um, with you guys, with the community that listens to good humans. Um, so stay tuned, um, and keep listening, uh, please. And, uh, we'll talk about some of those ideas, um, as I sort of work them out. Uh, but in the meantime, um, I hope you guys are great. 
uh, and I hope you guys are happy and I hope you guys love the podcast and I hope you guys keep, keep listening. Um, and I appreciate everybody that's listened so far. So, uh, that's all we have for this week. Um, so until next time, be good to each other. Thank you.